Now, you may have seen the news this past Saturday, a mass demonstration in central Seoul with the country's constitutional court expected to make a decision on whether the 1953 abortion ban in this country is unconstitutional. Despite the law that criminalises abortion, there were about 1.1 million reported cases of abortion in 2017, according to the Korean Association of Obstetricians and Gynaecologists. A South Korean doctor decided to challenge the law in February 2017, saying it endangers women's health, and that's where we are now. Heather Barr is a senior researcher on women's rights at Human Rights Watch, and joins us first of all on the line. Uh, we might say, Heather Barr, that you're you're giving us the the pro-choice stance here. In a few moments, we're going to get the other side of the debate. Is that how you would categorise yourself? Um, I would categorise myself as giving you the pro-human rights view on the situation. And that's perhaps one of the most interesting areas of this conversation, the, the human rights, what it means to be human. Can, can you perhaps start by elaborating on that? Um, certainly. I mean, women and girls are humans, and they have lots of rights under international human rights treaties, which South Korea has signed up to. Um, and some of the rights that are impinged by the, the ban on abortion include the right to life, right to health, the right to privacy, the right to information, the right to decide the number and spacing of children that you want to have, the right to non-discrimination, and also the freedom from torture, because being forced to carry to term of pregnancy, which is unwanted, has been found by UN bodies to sometimes constitute a form of treatment and or degrading treatment. I'm sorry, a form of torture um, and cruel and human and degrading treatment. Human Rights Watch sent a letter to the South Korean Constitutional Court calling for the decriminalization of abortion last year uh, and also asking for South Korea's international legal obligations to be taken into account. Can you elaborate on that, please? Yeah, I mean, as I've, as I've mentioned, um, South Korea has signed up to, to a number of different human rights conventions, um, and those conventions require South Korea to, to respect human rights um, including protecting the rights of women. And South Korea's current law is in violation <coughs> of those obligations. And the fact that abortions do occur doesn't mean that, that that's not a problem, that, that they're illegal. Because what we know is that when you ban abortion, you don't end up with people having fewer abortions, but you end up with people having less safe ones. Do you also um, distinguish at all in terms of the, the, the length of term? before abortion is or isn't acceptable? No, we don't. We believe that women and girls have a right to choose what to do with their own bodies in consultation with their doctors without restriction. Um, as you probably know, the majority of abortions do happen during the first trimester. Um, but when abortion is performed late in the pregnancy, it's often because of, of devastating reasons, such as an unviable fetus or, um, or a risk to the life of the mother. Um, and these are terribly personal and difficult decisions that need to be made by women with their doctors, not by legislators um, who, who <laughs> are creating arbitrary cutoffs because they think that they can substitute their own judgment for that of medical professionals. Just to clarify for our listeners, under the current law, if a pregnant woman has an abortion, she, but not her partner, is punishable by up to a year in prison or a fine of up to two million won. Doctors can face even harsher punishments of up to two years in jail. Um, clearly, with the number of abortions going on in this country, that is 
often not the case, but that's what can happen. Heather Barr, we are going to hear from an alternative side of the argument in a moment. I just want to kind of preempt it by asking you what you would say to those who insist that the rights of the unborn child also have to be taken firmly into consideration. Um, I mean, we have a whole architecture of human rights law that, that applies to to people who are living. It does not apply to fetuses. Um, so there isn't this kind of balancing. I think that what people who want to argue against abortion on, on moral grounds are ignoring is, is the real-life consequences of the, the situation that they're arguing for, which, as I said, is that you don't end up with people having fewer abortions. You end up with more or less the same number of abortions, but much less safe ones. Um, you end up with a much um, higher rate of cases of maternal mortality that are a result of um, of dangerous abortion. So, for example, in, in countries where abortion is banned, 8 to 11 percent of all maternal deaths are attributed to unsafe abortions, and that's a total of about 30,000 women and girls dying every year. It's a situation that's obviously very challenging to argue against the very difficult circumstances that many women and girls find themselves in. But but the argument is sometimes put forward that abortion then adds a further wrong to the scenario. Uh, again, what, what would your argument be against that? I don't think there's any good argument for saying that someone else should decide what women and girls can, can do with their own bodies. I, I can't see how that improves the situation for anyone under any circumstances. Well, we'll revisit that in a moment. I, I also want to ask you about Ireland. I mean, Ireland is a country that for a long time had been seen as, as a bastion of, of Catholic values in particular on issues like abortion. Um, last year, it, it had been the only country in the European Union that did not allow abortion in any form, but it voted to repeal the abortion ban. Have you noticed a fundamental improvement in human rights there since then? Um, I mean, we see the developments in Ireland as, as you know, very exciting and, and really part of a global trend toward, um, you know, countries, even countries where faith is very important to people, realizing that um, restricting women's right to, to make decisions about their own bodies is, is just unacceptable in, in this century. Um, and I think we're seeing more and more countries, including, you know, some quite conservative countries in Latin America, where... Um, the movement, the women's movements are becoming more and more vocal and getting more traction with legislators and saying that, you know, it's our bodies, it's our choice. Heather Barr, Senior Researcher on Women's Rights, Human Rights Watch, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Well, the time is 7.39. We are having difficulty at the moment connecting with our, our next guest um, based in the United States. We'll see if we can get that organized and hear the other side of this argument. I think one thing that is interesting as a distinction in Korea is that it doesn't necessarily appeal to those, say, traditional Chris, uh, Christian values that um, were very much prevalent in Ireland that are very much prevalent in countries like the United States but rather there's there's a different aspect like for example when we see protests against same-sex marriage or when we see uh, protests against abortion uh, the, there is this 
difference in career and maybe someone like to get in touch with us and try and explain what that is where it comes from is this confucianism is it something else about korean culture pound a sharp 1013 for 51 per message we also deal with this very challenging question which i feel probably me as a man difficult to gain a lot of credibility in the conversation but um in terms of telling women what to do with their bodies but do we need to spend more time talking about the bodies of the unborn child when there is a pregnancy? Uh, and, and of course, pregnancy happens for many different reasons in many different ways, but there is a, obviously a common thread there, but it's not always um, wanted. It's not always something that's even consented to. So again, pound a sharp, 1013 for 51 per message. If you'd like to get involved, I don't know if we are going to get this counter-argument. So we'd love to hear from both sides from you as the show goes on. Uh, for now, uh, the time is 7.41. Let's get our news bite with Shinyena.